Welcome, everybody. Tonight, we are covering the top five favorite Muppets. I am joined by a whole bunch of special guests. Uh, but first, welcome to the Jocks of All Trades podcast. Okay, so you should know Aubin. Aubin is our friend. He's been here a thousand times. If you don't know Aubin, Aubin runs the Culture Corner podcast which we plug in our show every show. And if you're not checking them out, you're shaming me and, and dishonoring you, dishonoring the cow, uh, all that jazz. Um, below Aubin is Connor. Connor's been with us a couple times. He is from Rules of the Frame podcast, uh, which we also plug every show, every time. If you haven't listened to them, you've shamed me again. And shame me once, shame me twice, but three times, you're really going to make me mad. Uh, also, our third guest is Tyler I almost said your last name because I'm used to saying your first and last name every time I say your name. Uh, but he is joining us. He is an avid theater person, as Alvin and I both are. Uh, he runs his own YouTube channel, which... Uh, what What is the name of your channel? I forgot to pull it up beforehand. All good. It is NDNerd17. Nice. Which you can also find him on Twitter, and I'm assuming... Do you have Instagram? Yep. I believe it's all under the same name. Sweet. So you know where to find him. I follow him. Again, if you don't follow him, you've shamed me. You've disrespected. Okay, we got it. We got it. We've got the whole spiel. We're there. Uh, I am joined by uh, a small midget that I picked up on the side of the road, Oliver. Uh, I'm kidding. This is my son. Um, but uh, tonight. One day he's going to watch this video specifically. <laughs> I hope and so. And he's going to hear you to call him that. He's going to resent you for the rest of his poor little life. Probably. Poor guy. <laughs> But for now, I dressed him today, and he won't regret that part. So, um, yeah, so we're doing top five favorite Muppets. If you're new to random fandom, uh, excuse you, uh, if you're new to random fandom, we go backwards from number five up to number one. We will stop to do our honorable mentions, and then we will give you our gold medalist number one favorite Muppet of all time for each one of us. Uh, let's go ahead and kick it off at five. Aubin, who do we have going first at five? Well, that, that depends. Is this my list? It I could be each, anybody. I have, I have any, each of the five or each of the four of us, I have everyone's uh, list here. So you just tell me what order you want to go in, Brad, and then we will, we will get it cracking. Uh, Tyler, you're first. Oh, okay. Uh, my number five favorite Muppet is the resident monster of the group, Animal. Why is he side? Why is he? Why is he rotated? Oh, I see. He's it's head. I for a second I thought that I did that, and I'm realizing now that it's it's Animal being Animal, and he just is sideways, and that's just that's just who he is. Exactly. Love it. So, is oh. Is it by everybody through their top yeah. four? We, we can go every person, five, whatever, however you want to do it. I have it all. I'm going to um, order. You, let's you do let's do Tyler, Connor, you, then me, five, and then we'll go up to two. So Tyler, Connor, me, and then you. Yeah. All right, deal. So Tyler's top five. He's an animal. So uh, Connor, you got an introduction for your your number five pick here. Do you, Brad? Yeah. Do you want us to explain why we chose our picks? Because yeah, do you want like commentary or is it just like name? That's it. 
Oh, you can do commentary. Huh? So where's the music? I'm trying to. Yeah, we got to get pumped up, man. Get him right. up in spirit. There we go. There we go. There it is. Now, oh, that, now, right now, now we're doing now this. Is a podcast. That's right. <laughs> Tyler, do you want to do you want to jump in and explain animal, or are you just? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I animal is a whole lot of fun. He is, cha- well, chaos incarnate is later on my list. But uh, he's a very chaotic individual, just kind of no rhyme or reason to a lot of what he does. He's just a whole lot of fun pretty much every time he's on screen, and you can never really tell what he's going to do. And it's that aspect of, like, uncertainty in the Muppet format that really uh, makes him appealing to me personally. I mean, respectable. Respectable. All right, Connor. All right, okay, so... My number five, uh, I felt like I had to do one more kind of deep cut. Uh, and so I picked that for my number five. So my number five is maybe unconventional, but Lou Zealand, yes, the the boomerang fish guy. So he doesn't really star in much stuff. And he's usually, I mean, if you watch the Muppet show, he's kind of like the throwaway bit where he's like, hey, Kermit, like, can I do my bit? And like, and the, the thing is, he like never gets to do it, or maybe he throws one fish and that's about it. And he always gets cut off, but. You know, it's something that just gets me every time. The boomerang fish just always crack me up. I, he's a very low, like, tier in in maybe the scope of everything Muppets. But I think he's just, you know, a part that would be missed. I love, like, the little frilly outfit thing. I don't know what he is at all, so it's great. Now I'm curious. Now I have to find out. <laughs> Lou Zealand is... Right, I mean, see. and half the reason why I picked it is because his name is Lou Zealand. I mean, which is hilarious. It's great. It's great. Which is hilarious. <laughs> He's appeared in all the Muppet movies except for Kermit's Swamp Years. Uh, let's see. Well, that's that's a weird Muppet movie too, though. I remember watching that as a kid, and as a kid, that was one of my least favorite ones. Fun fact: He was only meant to appear in one episode. He does. He does uh, seem like a one-bit kind of guy. I mean, literally, none of his content changes throughout the like <laughs> fifty years of Muppets that he's been in. He just does the yeah. same thing over and over again. It's literally. I the think same we joke. call that a king. That's what that is. So yeah. true. Yeah. So yeah. true. Commit to the bit. Yeah, New Zealand. All right. It's a, it's a choice. You know, it's a choice. There, there's others, but there's a choice. Is that so, is that you, your conscious like? Was that one of the things that you thought was really controversial? Yeah, Lou Zealand on the top five of favorite Muppets was a, was a shock. I, I, there's a couple more that really surprised me, and, and we're going to get there, um, particularly from Brad and Tyler. Um, th- there are choices being made, and people that got left off, there are choices. But I'm going to start with one of my favorites, and Brad, this is actually a switch up from what you had had put on my list of what I sent you because as I was making the, the the things for today I'm looking at my list and I'm just saying you know what the order is wrong and so I had to move things around a little bit still the same top five um, but I am gonna throw at number five one of my favorite characters again doesn't ever do anything too important Connor honest to God he's just there and he never says any words except for Having Beaker is just comic relief, 
in its finest. He's just always there. He's always getting exploded by Dr. Bunsen it, it, or Dr. Bunsen burner. And he's just there, meep, meeping, deep, beep. I don't know if it's meep, meep, or beep, beep, or deep, deep, or what the consonant is. But all I know is it's funny every time. So I really just enjoy a good beaker moment. So, uh, number five, I'm going beaker. I love it. That's a very solid choice. It is. Uh, I'm trying. I think it's me. I have to think about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Okay. That sounded like that sounded like Star Wars. <laughs> You're that getting a little right. Yeah. That, that was R three D three. That was. It was, <laughs> it was the Muppets do uh, Star yeah. Wars. It's like Spaceballs, but with the Muppets. It wasn't quite yeah. Star Wars, so we'll just go somewhere there, in between. <laughs> there is a Star Wars Muppet episode. What? Yeah, uh, Mark Hamill was the guest star. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I remember, remember that, that now. Episode. Yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. Number five. Yeah, I had to think about that for a minute. Uh, my number five uh, is one of the impeccable stars, probably the funniest part of A Muppet Christmas Carol, and it has to be Rizzo the Rat coming in at five. Uh, dude's an OG, dude's a goat, um, except he's a rat, but, you know, you get where I'm going with that. Um, but he's just so funny. I love the jelly bean bit and uh, Muppet Christmas Carol uh, and squeezing through the door. You could go through the whole time. Uh, yeah, that's that's really key for me. Um, and he had to crack my top five, but there's just four other guys that make me laugh more than Rizzo. I'm not going to lie. I was actually surprised to see Rizzo make this list. You know, I, I, he's he's great. It kind of shocked me a little bit. Not going to lie. Wow. My honorable mentions will make up for it. There, no. Nobody's list will make up for it in an honorable mention because they're all disgraceful to not... Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> all right. So that takes us to Tyler, right? Yeah. Should Brad, be. I'm going to arrange this because... I need to see it in the right order, and it's bothering me that it's not. So my apologies. But <laughs> that works. <laughs> All right, Tyler. All right, my number four, and I assume this is one of your uh, contracts. Oh, abs- oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. A movie-only character, Blind Pew from Muppet Treasure Island. God, huh. I just... His cold entrance, he's one of the very... Bronze. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's one of the very few characters in this film that is shown as being, like, any sort of legitimate threat. Like, his presence kills Billy Bones. Like, when does that happen in a Muppet movie? As, uh, I believe Rizzo says in that movie. It's great. And it's just the silly accent, the blind neandering. Great. I just love his energy of just being silly and threatening at the same time, and it's just a great way to start off probably my favorite muppet movie it's it's uh peak muppet comedy in in treasure island for sure mm-hmm. and, and it's close it leads up to the best joke in the muppet treasure island the jim jim jimmy jim 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 i'm not jimmy 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 he's jim jimmy jimmy jim 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 exactly I'm uh, I'm disappointed that our wives did not enjoy that film as much as you and I no. do, Connor. 
But, I know. Uh, we'll watch it again. That's okay. Oh, definitely. After playing Treasure Island again, too. Yes, 100%. Okay, so my number four. Um, I feel bad for placing him this low on my list, but it's it's Rolf. Um, I think Rolf is so hilarious. I mean, just all the, the piano stuff is great and, like, adds just like i mean anytime the muppets go musical that to me is just like one of my favorite jokes that they do like the songs or whatever sort of things and so um ralph on the piano like the t for two sung backwards that whole sort of thing like i love all that sort of stuff and just like the dry humor and like um again i think he has like the best joke in the uh, newer Muppets movie, like the the 2011, I can't remember what exact year, sometime around then, like whenever they're doing the montage of getting everyone back together, and he's like, well, like, why didn't you show my part? Like, why? I thought it was pretty interesting. And then it just cuts to like him being on a hammock, and they're like, hey, Ralph, you want to join us? And he's like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just classic. You know, like, that whole sort of thing. Just those, those very subtle, like, low-key Muppets bits are so good, and Ralph is the king of them. Right, I'll take it. I, I mean, who doesn't love a good playing a piano playing dog? So, we'll we'll, we'll take it. All right. Now, this next choice again, that Brad, as I said, I moved some things around, and so this this for me, uh, I I originally had in my number five spot just because stream of consciousness were just flowing with some of my favorite characters in, in the moment, but even in this instrumental that we're listening to right now we can't avoid the instrumental without hearing from statler and waldorf two iconic and it's kind of cheating to have a duo in at number four however you cannot think of the muppets without thinking of statler and waldorf not only are they iconic characters making fun of the muppets at every moment but it's like if you think about like opera seats or concert seats where you have like those, those that box section i don't know about anyone else but i always refer to those seats as the statler and waldorf section even though it has absolutely nothing to do with the muppets so for me they are iconic i hope to be them in in my old age they are the haters that i love to be in real life and so in my old age i'd love to just be statler and waldorf if i had a chance to do a live action Muppets musical where you know we are just a character in the Muppets and everyone is a, a Muppet, which by the way should be written. Somebody, Jim Henson's estate needs to watch this episode and create a Broadway musical that is live action Muppets. I'm just saying, um, I would want to be none other than Statler or Waldorf because it, they're iconic, they're just iconic. So I cannot leave them off of my list and I'll, I'll put them at number four because I, I, I like them. A lot, but not as much as some of the others. I like it. It's cheating, but I like it. <laughs> oh, uh, that counts. It, it's, it's a duo. Uh, my number, number four... Three, Brad, remember, we're, we're talking about favorite Muppets, and you, you guys have people that have been in one movie only. How can it be your... Spoilers. Uh, anyway. Spoilers. Keep going. Keep going. Spoilers. Uh, my number four has already been brought up. Uh... Look, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew is only as funny as his uh, compatriot, uh, Beaker. Uh, so Beaker has to be my fourth. Um, he's just funny. I love seeing those stupid YouTube videos of people doing, like, songs in, like, Beaker voice for the whole song. Those are just hilarious to me. 
Um, but uh, getting shot out of a cannon, something blowing him up, it's just really funny and peak comedy, especially for uh, uh, Dr. Honeydew to come over and, and talk to him and just be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Beaker. I'm never going to do that again. And then it happens again. And I don't know why that's stupid comedy, but it's great. Um, so he's got to be in my top five. Dude is uh, uh, absolute necessity in top fives. What do you think? Okay, good. <clears throat> he agreed with me. I don't know if you guys heard him. Yeah, what's Oliver's list? I, I haven't heard anything from him yet, so... Uh, probably Beaker, because it relates to any of the words that he knows how to say currently, so... Just higher pitch and longer volume. And, uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, number three for me. Uh, this is one of the characters that I would say no list would be complete without, and that is actual chaos incarnate, Mr. Gonzo. He's he's wonderful and an alien, which I I, I enjoyed that movie, Love Is from Outer Space. Great movie, fun movie. Got an origin story behind the whatever, and it's it's really cool to see Gonzo just have some of the goofiest, wackiest bits in all of the Muppets. Virtually indestructible. Just and for some reason pining for animals. Not animal. Not that guy. But, you know, chickens. He had a romance with a cow shortly, if I'm not mistaken, as well. It. He's just... He's a wacky dude, and he's just so much fun. He just rolls with the punches every step of the way. You know, I had a revelation today. I was putting this together and I saw this picture that, that Brad chose for Gonzo and I had a bizarre realization that Gonzo is to the Muppets what Kramer is to Seinfeld. <laughs> That's an amazing comparison. I love that. <laughs> if he was a real life person, it would be... <laughs> it would be Kramer. The chaos, the nonsensical storylines, and just ridiculous. Like, I could see Kramer coming home to Jerry's apartment with the chicken and say, Jerry, I love this chicken. I, I just, I just love this chicken. You know, just bursting through the door. And it's just, it. I, I just feel like it's the perfect comparison. So if you like Seinfeld and you like Kramer, you gotta love Gonzo from the Muppets. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Uh, my number three is has also already been on a list, but I placed him just slightly higher is Rizzo the Rat. I love Rizzo so much. Um, again, just one of the best parts of um, uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, all the rats in the kitchen, all that yes. sort of stuff is great. I mean, I think he's just worthy of the top five for that stuff alone and again i think he just has some of the best bits and like even his pairing of like him and gonzo especially like in muppets from space is so funny all this stuff and again that's my favorite stuff in muppets from space is the rat lab stuff and so he's 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 got those like just again kind of like more subtle humor because it's not as like something as insane as like New Zealand or even like Gonzo just getting shot out of a cannon or like the zaniness of it where he's much more like down to earth and again pulls it off very well so yeah I I, I have to have him on the list I think he's so funny I love it 
for you know obvious reasons. <laughs> my uh, my number three has not been said, and this is another instance of on my list of being the only one to have said something, uh, said a specific character, and I think this character. I love so much and appreciate so much because of his love of stand-up comedy. Uh, if you know me at all, I'm a, a huge, huge fan of all things stand-up comedy. So much so, in fact, that when I go to sleep at night, I don't listen to ocean sounds. I don't listen to music. I listen to stand-up comedy on Pandora. Uh, it's the, the comedy of the 2000s or something like that. I just love everything about stand-up comedy. And so I believe Fozzie Bear has got to be on the list, even though he's not funny, but that's what makes him funny. It's the dad joke humor. It's the, the stick-to-itiveness of his ridiculousness that makes him who he is. Um, but I, I think that not having Fozzie Bear in the top five of Muppet characters is really, really a tragedy. So gotta throw Fozzie up there at number three for me. Can't miss the waka waka. Waka waka. Catchphrases. I mean, you gotta have a catchphrase, and that makes you great. And Fozzie's got the second best catchphrase in all of Muppet fandom. Brad? Uh, yes. Uh, number three, uh, which you, you've already kind of prefaced, has only made one appearance in a film. However, I believe it is yes, one of the most important appearances. Thank you. I agree. Um, it has to be Clueless Morgan from Treasure Island. Uh, I'm sorry, but the whole hey, you're precious and you're wonderful and it's he's just, he's the best part of the like villain trio uh, and it's just, he's a blast. Um, I don't know how many times my dad would make fun of me as a kid. And would like rub my head and be like, so precious and wonderful. And it's just, it's been a running gag for years. He's always been in my top five just because he's ridiculous. Um, but uh, I wish we got more of him. I think that's kind of my only downfall of putting him at three because he'd be at one for the meme ability, but he's just in one movie and that's it. And that's disappointing. So uh, yeah, he has to take my three spot. Tyler, I think we're back to you. Sounds good. Uh, number two, uh, for, honestly, I didn't know this guy's background. I just really liked him before uh, as I put him on my list. So I had to look into his background a bit. And uh, I will say, uh, number two is apparently everyone's favorite Nepo baby of the Muppet Bunch. And that would be Scooter. Hey. As much as I enjoy the wacky chaos and comedy of like Animal or Gonzo, what I really enjoy in a goofy uh, comedic setting is the straight man. And Scooter is one of those straight men. Just very dedicated on what he's supposed to do, very efficient, very much keeping on task as much as possible. And I find that very funny because it makes everyone else's ridiculousness all the more funny seeing his reactions to all the wacky shenanigans that everyone else just 
gets up to because that's just who they are. And this poor guy needs to help keep a show running. And I don't know. I just I just like him. He's he's a big old nerd, and I I have a soft spot for nerds. I've been I've been wondering if Scooter was on this list because you are Scooter reincarnate. <laughs> like I I don't I was trying to figure out if that was <laughs> you just see yourself in the character if that's what's going on there. What? <laughs> probably Get on the uh, psychological level. Probably. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, but I'm not a Nepo baby. Uh, we can't all be perfect, right? Uh, <laughs> I'll have time to pause. Uh, all right. Uh, my number two is it's got to be Animal. Um, I love Animal so much. I mean, that was he was really the character, like, as a kid that got me into the Muppets because, I mean, you know, I watched Sesame Street before I watched the Muppets and then, like, I think I rented some sort of like Muppet show, you know, VHS or something like that and um, saw Animal and that was like what really got me into it because I love just, I mean, again, the high octane energy, just, yeah, craziness of everything. And as a kid, I thought that was just the funniest thing on earth because, you know, I didn't get like all of like the much more subtler jokes that are, especially in like the original Muppet movie where so much of that is just like very subtle punchlines. I just thought Animal was funny because he was just screaming his head off the whole time. And I still think he's really funny. I mean, he's great, you know, it's just, it's just the right amount of chaos and it's the right amount of, you know, just insanity to kind of shake things up because especially you know, he, it's usually like if it's in one of the movies, like the Muppet crew is like super tame and they're just like, you know, just chilling around people. And then he just like pops in and flips out and all that sort of thing. And I had to include someone from Electric Mayhem. So got to have him on the list. That's fair. You don't want Janice to just be hanging around with her gigantic <laughs> lips and her lack of eyes, I think, is one of my favorite moments. She just, oh, yeah. It's just the eye shadow or whatever is on her face. There's just she's just great. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, dang it. I just forgot the saxophone guy's name. Um, anyone remember his, his name? I don't know, but I love his moment. He's just always playing the saxophone yeah. in the background. He's got the shades on and the hat and all that. Just in every Great. scene, just it, where he doesn't belong and just playing the saxophone is just yeah. fantastic. His name is Zoot. Zoot, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, he'd probably be a close second to being on the list from Electric Mayhem. That's such a great character. That's so funny. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's my turn. And I, I, I said that, uh, that Fozzie in Waka Waka was the second best catchphrase in all of Muppets fandom. And so naturally, I had to include the best. Um, and much like Waka Waka, it's just a collection of words back to back to back. Um, I'm going to say these three words. Bork, bork, bork. How can you not have the Swedish chef on your list of <laughs> just hilarity ensues this fake language? And maybe it's the linguist in me, the, the language teacher in me that just loves everything about the fact that Swedish chef is not Swedish at all and just randomly says whatever he wants and then just pork 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 which for some reason is also exactly what i think about when i think of sweden it's just it is, it is just the perfect collection of everything 
Um, whether he ever actually cooked anything to its completion, I'm not sure. But the character of the Swedish chef is just fantastic. And I, I just, I, I would feel like a terrible person for not including him. Fair. Yeah, my wife was very upset with me that I left him off my list because um, she is, or he is her favorite character. And um, no matter what, even even if someone is doing like a poor impression, she still thinks that's so funny. He's great. He's great. And he has human hands. That's true. He does mm -hmm. have human hands. He's one of the few human Muppets. Mm -hmm. What is, but now that I think about it, Tyler, what is Scooter? Is Scooter supposed to be a human? I think so, yeah. Alright, I'm just, now I'm very... Because he's supposed to be the son of the theater owners, and I want to say the theater owners are portrayed as humans. Huh. Is anyone else slightly concerned by that thought? Anyway, moving yeah. on. <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> We're getting meta with Muppets. Yeah, it's okay. Let's see. Scooter's vaguely humanoid character, unknown heritage, as cited of Muppets and men. His hmm. mother was a, a what? <laughs> What? His his mother was a parrot. This okay, is from this is from Muppet Wiki. Dad is a human. This is from Muppet Wiki. Um, Scooter is a vaguely humanoid character of unknown heritage, as cited in of Muppets and Men. When pressed about his family, he explained that his mother was a parrot, but he didn't know his father. Everything about Scooter at this time makes me much more uncomfortable i i don't know his yeah this is um huh. tyler is your mom a parent <laughs> not that i know of maybe that'll change by the next time i this subject hilarious. Comes up. <laughs> hilarious. oh gosh i mean we could just go down the rabbit trail of like weird Muppet conspiracy theories because there's some wild ones out there. I feel like we should go there because I haven't heard any of them, but now I feel like I, I I need to. There's, I don't know if I should bring this. <laughs> Actually, it's okay. Um, Oliver won't understand anything. It's all right. Go for it. Um. <laughs> so Oliver, just don't just tune this part out. Sorry, Brad. I'm taking over your podcast. My apologies, but <laughs> I feel okay. It, I I feel bad even laughing at it. But so there is a Muppets VHS movie where it's kind of like, what is it? I mean, in some ways, it's like a Christmas carol where Kermit goes like back in time and forward, sees like a different life that he could have had. And it was made, okay, in it was made after 9-11. And basically, there's a thing where in the other future, um, the Twin Towers are still in the background of New York past 9-11. And it's because of, like, they were just using one of the sets that was left over that just still had them in, like, you know, in the mm -hmm. background because it was pre-9-11. And so then there was all this, like conspiracy stuff that Kermit did 9-11 and that whole sort of... Yep. <laughs> so, 
It's weird. You should look it up. It's very strange. <laughs> well, it's no wonder that everyone else left him off of their list. Sorry, spoiler alert. What? Well, <laughs> apparently, he's a terror. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a wild ride, to say the least. It was something, Brandon. My apologies for that one. I, 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 you know what? I'll take the blame for that one. I will. I well, will. when I make a, a reel of this to put on our social media, <laughs> no! I think it's going to be Kermit goes 9 <laughs> That might be the one part that you want to leave out. That might yeah, be maybe. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to get viewers one way or the other. Anyways, uh... <laughs> My number two, I don't really have to explain a whole lot other than here, dork, here, dork, that's it. That's all my explanation. That's it. No explanation needed. I, I think it's funny we actually have him. I think we're the only person that ranked the same character. Oh, actually, we. No, I think no, I think we're that not, Brad and I have the same number. Brad one. and you do have the same number okay. one. Yes, that is correct. Um, oh, so yeah. you and Connor and Brad, and then Brad and I have the same person at one and at two, uh, respectively. So it's very interesting. Brad, are we at uh, honorable mentions here? We are. Uh, Tyler, do you have any honorable mentions that did not make your list? I like that. Yes. Uh, how many am I allowed to have? I have three lined up. Three is perfect. Cool. All right. First honorable mention, Rizzo. Love Rizzo. He's the dry humor to Gonzo's ridiculousness. Fantastic. Fantastic in Muppets from Outer Space. Fantastic in Muppet Treasure Island. Just great. What hasn't been said about Rizzo already? Because he actually made someone's list besides mine. Um, second honorable mention, Link Hogthrob. Just a lot of fun. He's the hunk. Like, there aren't many hunks in the Muppets. And I appreciate his presence as that, like, himbo, hunk, wannabe ladies man. Um, and I, uh, one of my favorite musical bits they did in the Muppet Show was uh, Link being the leader of uh, Pig Bike Gang, if I recall correctly, to the tune of Get Around. Fantastic, fantastic uh, bit there. Really enjoyed that. And then last honorable mention, because I know this is Muppets, and technically Sesame Street is Muppets, just not the Muppet-like IP. But even then, he gets an honorable mention because I love him so much, but he's not anything. And that would be the character of Huxley from Elmo and Grouchland, played by the incomparable Mandy Patinkin. Great movie. Yeah, like, I watched it a couple years back. It's much better than, like, a movie aimed towards, like, preteens. Those are my three honorable mentions. Nice. Connor, your three. All right. Uh, I'll start off with... um... This is, I mean, this is a ridiculous one because, again, he's really not a character. I think it's just because he's really cute. But uh, Robin, he's like the miniature Kermit. You know, he just kind of like sits at Kermit's side for other things. He doesn't really make a lot of jokes. He's just sweet, you know. And so I just had to had to add in some of that um, in there. And it's just like anytime I see him, my heart just just melts because he's just great. And 
yeah, that's about all that can really be said from because he doesn't really have much of a character. Um, I also got to throw in Gonzo. I mean, so for these honorable mentions, I the reason why they're in the honorable mentions because normally, of course, they would make an actual list. Like they're great, but I'm like other people are gonna have them, so I just want to throw in some of these other characters that people probably don't have, um, and then keep them in the honorable mention so gonzo again gonzo as a kid i thought he was just the funniest thing on earth and him and animal were the two that really got me into muppets because again the zaniness being shot out of a cannon the weird stuff with the chicken you know all that sort of thing is just it's just wild and again you like look at him and you're like what the heck is he i mean you can say that literally for just about any single muppet i mean we just said that about scooter who is kind of humanoid but i guess a parrot so yeah you really don't know with with muppets it's wild um yeah so gonzo and then of course you know fozzy um fozzy is just so hilarious again Aubin, like you said because he's so bad like he's just terrible but it's his passion for and his his commitment to the bit which yeah. is so great and again he has one of the best um Muppet sketches and uh with uh whenever Harry Belafonte was oh, a guest star. My the, favorite episode, by the way. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is it is hands amazing. down my favorite episode to ever exist. Yes, we should Brad, you should do um a top five Muppet show guests because that would be also a great list. We but yes, him, them singing the banana song um is just <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. So again, he he would he would make a list just for that bit because it's amazing. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of him just always not at the right time and just and then getting mad at Harry for it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! So yep, so th- those are my three honorable mentions. Nice. Oh. Oh, right, that gonna, puts you in the hot seat. I'm going to cheat again, just like in my top five. It, rather than pick one member, I think you have to just put all of Electric Mayhem as an honorable mention. So I'm going to throw them all in because each one of them has their moments of just... I also in, really enjoy Dr. Teeth being the name of the Muppet with these huge teeth. I just think that's really funny. Um, and so I think we have to just include Electric Mayhem as a collective. Um, uh, if I'm gonna go honorable mentions for myself, um, I did not, I did not include Rolf in my top five. So I'm, I've got to throw Rolf in as an honorable mention. Um, just very lovable. I also... Brad, I don't know if you, who you're saying in your honorable mentions, but I also love that we all have this collective dislike for a, the same character. At least it feels that way, considering no one has mentioned her. Um, and she's not making my top five or my honorable mentions because I do not. In fact, out of all of these little Muppet characters that I bought from Disney that are all sitting on my desk, this stupid Muppet is the only one that won't stand on its own. I don't understand. It actually makes me mad. The other five of them all have a, the ability to stand. And every time I literally have to lean her against everyone else just so that she can stand up. For whatever reason, the heels That's that they really made, they made her like lopsided. Like, can you? She's not. She's. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But I can't make her stand on her own. She just falls over know. every time. That's, that's a good metaphor. That that holds up. <laughs> 
She kind of freaked me out as a kid because in Muppets Take Manhattan, the whole rollerblading scene where you can obviously tell it's like a person in like a Miss Piggy costume <laughs> is just, yes. so that creeped me out as a kid. I, before I make my last honorable mention, I also just want to realize, I, I want to point out, as you said, Fozzie Connor, in your honorable mentions, I just started to think that if Gonzo is Kramer, that, that makes Fozzie Jerry, for some reason, he would be the comedian Jerry. And you have to have an acquired taste to enjoy the comedy of a Fozzie Bear. And Jerry Seinfeld's not a guy that you're going to like laugh out loud usually when watching. It's just like, oh, you know what? That observation was funny. And it's just who he is. And so it's kind of that. And so I'm trying to figure out who would be George. And Miss Piggy is not in the lane. So we have to find someone. Maybe Camilla the Chicken could be Elaine. That might be more appropriate for <laughs> Elaine, low-key. Um, but who would be George? I was just thinking that. I'm In like, this Muppet-Seinfeld collab. Maybe Kermit. I mean, like, Kermit could kind of go in there a little maybe. bit just because of, like, the worrisome nature of yeah. everything. Well, maybe Scooter in that case. Yeah. Yeah. They both have, like, the little glasses, too. Yeah. So. Now this is all I'm going to think about for the rest of the day. Thanks, Jason Alexander, <laughs> for making your your life, our life, difficult in this ridiculous thing. Uh, and then I'm going to throw out my last one, which is another crazy, literally crazy uh, example that nobody mentioned, but I think his character is fantastic. Uh, is our resident genius of the pyro, uh, Crazy Harry, uh, who's literally just blowing everyone and anything up that he can. And I forgive me if I'm wrong, but he makes an appearance in. The Harry Belafonte episode, I think, um, and again, it, every every part of him is just hilarity. The pyro guy who doesn't actually know what he's doing and he's just blowing things up—it's really great to me. So uh, we're gonna throw Crazy Harry in there. He's in the who hosted the episode where they're singing, "Why can't we be friends? Why can't we?" Oh. He's in that episode, and they're like soldiers in the battlefield and he's just blowing things like these are <laughs> core memories that i have growing up watching the puppet show just like these little things and yeah crazy harry's making it in there yeah. oh i do i do want to throw out a little bit of a defense for miss piggy because pigs in space is great dang it oh i'm sorry <laughs> I'll, I'll say it anyways it's all right uh so i guess i'm in the hot seat now for three uh he would help, but he's gone, so it's just me. Um, so Sam the Eagle, first of all, um, is <laughs> fantastic. I think uh, on the show, he's great, but I think my favorite has to be for America, Sam. For Britain! Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's great. He's such a dummy, and I love him. Uh, I... I aspire to be him, I think, minus the For America part. Uh, but anyways, uh, so uh, the second one has to be cheating, but Pigs in Space, like, all of them together are collectively funny, but I think if you took them apart, it wouldn't work. Um, but I, those were some of the core memories for me just etched into my brain of watching Pigs in Space, um, especially with uh, the Mark Hamill one, because I had that on VHS and probably wore it out. Uh, Durf Nader! And just having Gonzo come up on the screen, it was just fantastic. Um, and then my last one has to be uh, Janice, actually. I just love her dopey voice. And and you're right, the, the lack of eyes is just great to just imagine. 
that she's just talking like this all the time. And it's just, it's fantastic. Um, but I I think you're right by having to lump them all together because I don't think separately they're great, but that's another one of those, you got to lump them together for them to be great together. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my three. Uh, let us hear from our sponsors and then we will jump into our number one picks. Noise. Uh, so we are finally at our gold medalist, the number ones, the best Muppets out of our top five. Uh, it's going to have to start with Tyler. And Tyler, what is your all-time favorite Muppet? My all-time favorite Muppet, uh, somewhat in line with Scooter. As much as I love the wackiness of others, I do enjoy a more or less straight creature for other Muppets to play off of, and my favorite one of those is Rolf the Dog. I just, he's resonant piano player, and his, I think my favorite bit in all the uh, Muppet shows I've seen was a very short but very clever and funny bit he did with Fozzie, in which they did I've Got Rhythm, Fozzie clearly does not have rhythm, and then they change it to I don't got rhythm. It's it's great. And Rolf just kind of has none with it. None of it. He goes with the flow. He's just... He's great. He's a great vibe. I thoroughly enjoy Rolf the dog in every one of his appearances. I'd forgotten about that until you brought it up. That is that is really funny. I need to find that and watch that again. It's also, great. Connor, I enjoy your background, but I'm not going to say what it is until after you've explained what's happening. Right. Um, yeah. Well, this is my number two character, but um, oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I love the seven samurai background. That's fantastic. This is actually Throne of Blood. Um, oh, is so it really? Yeah. You should check out this guy. His name is uh, it's like Bruce Mc McCorkendale or something like that on Twitter because he he makes um, does what's called art house Muppets, and so he you know takes art house movies and puts Muppets into them. So he he also has one for like Seven Samurai, No Country for Old Men. Anyway, that's just a random plug because it's they're amazing highly recommend looking them up um but yeah animal is not my number one my number one is of course pepe the king prawn because he is just oh my god <laughs> oh i love that picture too that is that's the best possible photo you could want for him um and you know Aben, i was thinking i feel like you kind of have to have a mixture of gonzo and pepe to to be kramer because Pepe has just like you know the, the magnitude right. of like yeah, and it's Pepe just like might be more appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> and like the weird like it's like why are they both womanizers? You know, yeah. like that's yeah. the weird yeah. thing for both of them where you're like yeah, absolutely no, I I like that pick. <laughs> that's a but, great comparison. Yeah, they're just he's just hilarious. Um, one of my favorite bits of his is um, with oh I just forgot the elephant's name. Um, Seymour, uh, with Seymour, where the, the, what do you get when you mix an elephant and a rhino? Like that whole bit is just so good. Um, anything with Pepe and just like, okay, guy, you know, like all that is just so good. You know, how could you not love that guy? Got like a, Brad, do you want to go since that's also your, I know I've spoiled it a little while ago, but. 
Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, uh, Pepe the King Prawn is the correct answer for number one. Uh, uh, for those of you that were taking tests at home. Uh, he's just insanely funny. I think Muppets from Space absolutely solidified him as my number one. Um, the <laughs> the tiny door scene when they're in the, the FBI. Yeah, that and speaking into the fan to Gonzo to get the hot tub at the jacuzzi. Fantastic. Um, I, I will quote this forever. And I think what I really enjoyed recently was the Haunted Mansion episode, if you guys have seen that, with Pepe in it. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I won't say anything. I won't spoil it. Um, but if you enjoy Disney, you enjoy the Haunted Mansion ride that's there, uh, getting those honest reactions from like a first-timer going through there from Pepe is just chef's kiss. It's fantastic. All right. Well, you know... I, I don't think that I'm sorry, Brent. I, I don't. I just don't understand. Maybe I, I just. Am a it's okay confused. to be boring, Aubin. It's all right. Because you you can't you can't even mention the Muppets without including by far the most iconic Kermit the Fork in every iteration. He is Muppets personified. He's the host of the show. He's the reason that people know the Muppets. I mean, outside of like, if you think of the Muppets in all of their forms, if you think of Sesame Street, which are all, of course, Muppets, you think of Elmo. You know, we know we recognize the we recognize the other characters and we appreciate the other characters for who they are. But it's Elmo. And when we think about the Muppets and all that they are, we appreciate all the other characters. But you, you physically cannot have a list of your favorite Muppets without having Kermit the Frog on here. I mean, every almost every movie, he's the star of because he's the best character. Um, what are my recent recent allegations have kind of colored Kermit differently for me? So one of what. There are, there are two things that I love about Kermit more than anything. And these these two moments, number well, the first moment um, is something that actually happens on the show and in the movies is Kermit's distressed face when just this portion of his forehead just gets crinkled and he's just confused about what's going on. That visual alone is funnier than almost anything that happens in the entire like canon of Muppets. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it, he just, he's, yeah! It, he just, he's just funny. He's just great and he's funny. And then the other thing is terribly inappropriate, but it's also really funny. People on, I always see it in TikTok, but people yes. on um, like Omegle or like video, whatever, however they're contacting each other, when someone plays Kermit, and they're talking, yeah. And they're like talking to the girl, and then all of a sudden, you just see the cucumber pop in the frame, and he's just like, yeah, that's for you. That's, that's it's just, it's really funny because we learned a lot most, about Kermit in such a short time. <laughs> it's the 
reactions of the people being super surprised that they're talking to a Kermit, which is funny, and then the idea of Kermit exposing himself and it being a cucumber is also really funny. Uh, so those are two things that I really just appreciate the character of Kermit on. And I'm a little disappointed that not only did he not make anyone else's top five, but he didn't even get an honorable mention, which broke my heart a little bit, to be honest with you. Hey, all I'm going to say is having Kermit in your list of top five favorite Muppets is the same thing as saying your favorite Queen song is Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of people who would say the very same thing. <laughs> This is uh, I, I mean, it broke be, my heart to not have him in there. It would be I in the majority, I do believe, in that case. Have y'all seen those playlists that say, like, songs to excite the white folk? Yes. That's what having Kermit at your number one is, man. That's, you know that's what? what that is. And if you play those, if you, I've done it. I've played that playlist in a room full of white people. And guess what? They <laughs> lost their mind in every single song. So, having Kermit is like that because he is great <laughs> and it works if it works it works you know what i mean like if it That's ain't our broke, next episode ladies it. and gentlemen Aubin and i are gonna meet up find a random crowd of white people <laughs> i'm telling you I, i've done it in my classroom at school i've done it in real life and like just playing music while in the background and it is a sight to behold because those playlists are very correct. Those, no offense, but white people lose their minds at just about <laughs> every song on that list. Don't even think about pulling out Cotton Eye Joe. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Stop believing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. You, you know, I mean, the list yeah. goes on. It just... <laughs> Guilty. But by far, Jim Henson's Jim Henson's greatest creation, Kermit the Frog. I mean, he's the heart of the show. Right. Yeah. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog, please. And then you get Constantine, oh, the Constantine evil Russian Kermit. Bad. But you can't have you can't have Constantine without Kermit. You can't have Robin without Kermit. You, a Rainbow Connection. Oh. The so, uh, he's got these moments that are just special. And he's he just, I feel like he's got to be there, regardless of how default he is as an answer. Like, he is the default answer. However, there is a reason that he's the default answer, and it's because he's the best, in my humble opinion. Someday we'll find it, the 9-11 connection. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, that was... <laughs> Oh my <laughs> I'm gonna change the title to this whole video. Uh, I'm just gonna oh, put man. anonymous masks on there. I'm gonna put a Kermit mask over everyone's face when this video comes out. <laughs> no, that implicates us. Well, wow, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, listen, if I'm going down, you're all going with me. That's all. I'm <laughs> that's why he had Kermit as number one. He was a collaborator. <laughs> Hilarious. Mm. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that was Jocks of All Trades podcast, as usual. Uh, thanks, guys, for hanging out. Um, like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Uh, thank you, three, for joining us. Uh, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Peace out, everybody.